everyone, and welcome to Midday Moms. This is Dorothy Polarski. I wanted to extend a warm, warm welcome to all of you uh, signing on. And I'd also like to extend a big, warm welcome to Alex Jones. Oh, welcome, Alex. How are you? I am living the dream. How are you doing? Well, I'm not quite living the dream, but I guess speaking to you, I'm almost living the dream. There um, we go. Yeah. So um, I just usually take a few minutes to welcome mom signing on. So as you're signing on, uh, if you can say hello to us in the chat box, we always like to know who's here, whether one of our mother's group leaders is here or um, you know, we, we like knowing that you're here. So if you could sign on and say hello to us in the chat. Again, some of you have been to all of our sessions. Some of you might, this might be the first time. So again, my name is Dorothy Polarski. And on the behalf of CatholicMomsGroup.com, we'd like to welcome you to Midday Moms. We are faith partners with the Archdiocese of Toronto, Canada's largest archdiocese. And we are on a mission to revive the vocation of motherhood. And uh, how do we do this? Primarily by helping parishes start Catholic moms groups. We have helped start over 55 Catholic moms groups and our ministry is growing as well, not quite as quickly as Alex's, but we now have a mother's group in uh, North Pole, Alaska, and Mississippi, and Minnesota, and in, uh, Indiana, and next week we're starting four in the Diocese of Peterborough, we're with the Diocese of St. Catharines, so we're super excited that you're here. Um, a big warm hello to Sandra, Tatiana, Amber. Hey, girl. She's one of our mother's group leaders in Minnesota. So excited to be here. We're so excited that you are here. Uh, Joanna Pye. Hey, girl. You're going to start one in uh, St. David's in Oakville, right? Come on. Uh, anyway, great to see you, Ellen. You're a regular. Great to see you here. Angela, you're always at the Dynamic Woman of Faith Conference. It's great to see you here from Puslich, Ontario, Lucy. Um, anyway, a big, big warm welcome. So for those of you that have never seen our ministry video, I want to share our ministry video. It's three minutes. We put a lot of love into it. So we hope that you enjoy it because the real reason we host these sessions, ladies, y'all know we're looking for Catholic moms group leaders. Our blessed mother is reclaiming uh, motherhood as a vocation and we need you to be a part of it. And uh, I know that Alex's app is really going to be an incredible tool for all of you who said that you're kind of, you know, maybe millennial kids or adult kids have left the faith. I was so fired up when I downloaded Alex's app, and we're going to learn all about it right after our ministry video. So let me show you our video. So again, if you want to learn more about our ministry, our website is catholicmomsgroup.com. We help parishes start three types of groups, either a moms only group, a moms and tots group, or a virtual meetup. Um, Archdiocese of Toronto with 225 parishes is still hosting a lot of um, yeah, a lot of virtual meetings, but that's okay. We're prepared. So here's our short ministry video. Mothers, by our very nature, we are nurturing, loving caregivers. We are social beings 
made for friendship and community. We are also spiritual by nature, made by a loving God to know him and love him, and to pass this love of our Catholic faith on to our children. But right now, many mothers feel overextended, distracted, and exhausted. Though as Catholics, we have the community of our church, many mothers attending Mass could not name the moms sitting next to them in the pew they share. Community and support among Catholic mothers is desperately needed in this hectic and chaotic culture. Your parish needs you to bring these moms together. Hi, my name is Dorothy Polarski. I'm the founder of Catholic Moms Group. We at Catholic Moms Group are on a mission to revive the vocation of motherhood. We exist to bring together like-minded, faith-filled mothers who crave community and are focused on spiritual growth, Catholic teaching, and fellowship. Can you imagine a thriving, engaged mothers group at your parish? A group of moms in love with their Catholic faith, ready to serve other mothers no matter what stage of motherhood they're at. You can imagine what a difference that would make at your parish. Starting a mother's group, it's not rocket science, but working with a team who's done it before and who's done it dozens and dozens of times sure does help. The Catholic Moms Group membership site is an online community that offers training, resources, and dozens of tools for parishes to help them start a mother's group quickly and efficiently. We're here to provide you with a clear path to launching a Catholic Moms Group at your parish. All of our materials are 100% Catholic. We have clearly laid out meetup plans for both moms groups and toddler groups. We are obedient to the magisterium of the Catholic Church. We have created dozens of tools that are going to save you time and energy. And besides that, we love our Blessed Mother. We constantly turn to her for her intercession. You can make a huge impact in your parish, so join us. We are revolutionizing the way parishes start mother's groups by providing parishes with a Catholic mother's group starter kit and by nourishing and training a community of Catholic mother's group leaders across the world. It's time to start a mother's group at your parish. Join us today. So on that note, I wanted to welcome Alex. Alex, um, you know, I, I was reading this press release here and it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know where to start. Catholic app Halo surpasses 1 million downloads, raises 40 million to expend spiritual content. It just goes on and on about your runaway success. And I, I know that we don't your team's runaway success. And I know that we don't have a lot of time with you. So I'm going to let moms read your bio in the email that we sent out. Uh, first of all, just wanted to give you a big warm round of applause and congratulate you for all of your hard work and your runaway success. Um, tell us a little bit about your faith journey. Like you're young, you're hipster, you're in the digital world. <laughs> 
you know, uh, tell us a little bit about your faith journey. Yeah, first off, I appreciate you having me and I appreciate the kind words. Um, it is definitely, I mean, the, one of the coolest parts, and we'll get into this, I'm sure, about working on something like this is every, anything positive that has happened with Halo, either a new content ad or um, new partnership or new growth or, or any of that stuff has just been, we try for, for months and months and months to try to get something and then we finally give up and we're like, all right, Jesus, you just do whatever, whatever you wanted to do. And then he does it in like half a second. So it's just been this awesome, <laughs> uh, it's just been this awesome uh, journey to get to uh, see how tactically God has done really all the all the hard work, and then to your point, we we uh, are blessed now to to have a phenomenal team. So so all the credit goes to them. But the um, so my journey is unfortunately not that uncommon in today's world. But I was uh, uh, so I was raised Catholic by my saint of a mother uh, who dragged me to mass and through the through the sacraments. Um, but I fell away from my faith in high school and college pretty heavily, would have considered myself probably agnostic or atheist for most of that time. Um, and I started getting post-college into uh, the working world, started getting really into this idea of meditation. Unfortunately, my mind did not first go to St. Teresa of Avila and St. John on the Cross, but to secular meditation. Um, and so I started trying, there's some of these new apps or um, types of meditation in the secular context, Headspace and Calm are some of the more popular ones. Uh, and so I started trying some of those. And I thought that this, this idea of the app uh, was um, an awesome, it was an awesome tool. Uh, in that, like I could just, you know, close my eyes for 10 minutes before going to work or on my way home from work or in the middle of the day or whatever. I felt like I had this personal guide and this journey that was constructed. And it was, you know, I was going to, I was looking at meditation studios or traveling to India or whatever. And it was a heck of a lot cheaper than that. And so um, I really liked the tool, but every time I would meditate using kind of secular meditation, my mind would oddly feel pulled towards something spiritual, something faith-based, which I thought was, uh, was just very strange. And so I started talking to priests, brothers and sisters, asking this question, thinking I had some revolutionary idea. Hey, is there any intersection between faith and meditation? And they all said, uh, they laughed at me and said, yeah, we've been doing this for 2000 years. You probably should have heard about it. It's called prayer. And I had known about prayer, uh, the, hey, thanks for stuff. Sorry for stuff. Help me with stuff for the things that I had memorized as a kid. But um, it had always just felt like I was going through the motions or I was just journaling in my own head or talking to myself. And the I started learning about this really rich, beautiful tradition of contemplative and meditative uh, of prayer within the church, uh, Lexi Divina, Ignatian spirituality, Carmelite spirituality, um, all of these things that just completely, I'd, I had never heard of before. I randomly Googled how to do Lexio Divina, opened up my wife's Bible to Matthew 6, and Lexio Divina is a way of meditating on scripture, and uh, hallow and hallow be thy name, and the Lord's Prayer was the, was the word that stuck out, and it just, it changed my life, brought me uh, brought me to tears, brought me back to my faith. It was the most important part of who I am, changed everything about what I value, obviously everything about what I do, but it, it, uh, it was just this beautiful combination of this deep sense of peace with um, this depth of meaning and purpose. So what does hallow mean to make holy? Is God making my life holy? Am I letting God make me holy? Am I supposed to be helping other people grow in holiness? Um, so pretty stressful questions because the answers were mostly no. And uh, uh, but wrestling with them in this place of peace and love, which um, was just awesome. So anyway, I, the idea is obvious from that point. I had known how to code a little bit. So we tried to build something selfishly, just, you know, I knew I needed to do this for the rest of my life, no matter what. And we've just been blown away by, uh, and that was really three, four years ago or so. I've just been blown away over the last 
three years with um, how much it's resonated with folks. And it started, you know, focused on prayer and meditation. It's grown. We've added music and a bunch of content at night for sleep or Bible, Father Mike's Bible in a year and a bunch of Father Mike stuff. Jonathan Rumi from The Chosen, a lot of really great content. Bishop Barron, Dr. Han, Leodaro, a lot of really phenomenal folks. Um, and so it's kind of expanded really, but the, the goal is really just to help folks uh, grow deeper in their relationship with God, especially from their, from their spirituality and to find uh, the peace that God offers, uh, which I think actually surprisingly to us has appealed really across generations uh, for folks, um, you know, who are retired or nearing the end of their life or folks who are, you know, raising teenagers uh, to folks who just getting married, just having kids or young folks, young professionals just starting off in life. And so um, we've just been blown away by uh, what God has been able to do. Um, so yeah, it's been a, has been a blessing to get to work on, but that's kind of the, the quick version of my story. Uh, if I could ask you just a, a, another question, um, you know, I've, I've got a 24 year old son and I'm like, oh, you got to discover this app. You got to discover this app. And uh, he said, well, how much is it, mom? And I'm like, you know, it's $77, but I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. Um, and, and so that just one thing that comes up often over and over and over again in these Catholic moms groups is, you know, that, that parenting in the digital age, it's just, it's tough, right? Because my son's 24 and I'm still saying like, what are you doing on that computer? What are you doing on that computer? And he's like, mom, you know, he's just about to leave the house and he's, you know, I know I'm still driving him crazy. And I'm like, okay, in the lottery of mothers, you got me, right? Like, sorry. Um, but do you have any tips for, um, moms that are or parents that are trying to raise their kids in the digital age and I know that sometimes you know my kids are saying like mom don't insult me like everything I'm doing on the computer on my phone isn't bad like stop it you know and uh, but at the same time there's all these kind of just realities, right? There's these realities. So do you have, and I know we don't have a lot of time, I could probably talk to you forever, but um, do you have any tips for parents that are trying to parent in a digital age? You've got a daughter yourself, which will eventually be, you know, 18, 19, 20, like, ah, you know, we're going a bit crazy. Do you have any, any thoughts or any tips? Uh, well, the first thing, so you mentioned the, I did just want to throw out that there is a totally free version of of Hallow. You download it, and you don't. You can skip the subscription. We give a ton of content away for free, so folks should be able to use it forever to get a taste of it without having to sign up for the for the subscription, um, oh, okay. uh, that, which unlocks the rest. Which is how we which which is how we support ourselves. And actually, the big thing there is a bunch of folks will download free apps, especially young folks. And what we've seen actually is the hardest part about. Um, building a habit of prayer is just investing in your own life. And so we give away a lot of, uh, it's really important for us for folks who can't afford a subscription, but for folks who can, we see way higher retention, way more effective habit building, especially with young folks, when you actually put some amount of skin in the game, some you're like, Hey, this is actually worth something to me. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I, you know, I, I did pay for that thing. I should probably use it. The, um, <clears throat> but, uh, I mean the, the, I do get this question a good bit. I guess the, um, a few thoughts. The one is, you know, had you asked my mom uh, five, seven years ago, eight years ago of your kid, I have three siblings, of, of your four kids, what, uh, you know, who's most likely to do something in the Catholic world or build, uh, build an app or even in our town or in our city or in the state or in the country, who's most likely to do that, I would have been the last on, on the list. So I think a piece of it is 
um, uh, a piece of it is just, and, and she was just a, uh, she did a great job of, of exemplifying her faith and, and uh, at being a woman of prayer and, and uh, being an awesome role model. But really it's, um, it was just trusting in, in God's plan for folks. And, uh, you know, so a lot of that, especially um, for teenagers and young adults is outside of our hands as, as parents. So trusting and, and praying for our, for our kids and their relationship with God is now i my daughter is, you know, 14 months old. So I'm not, I'm not nearly uh, near the, uh, the teenager, the teenager stuff. So I'm, I'm the one who should be asking for advice, but the, uh, I guess the other thing that, um, the other, the, the couple things, uh, the big thing that we get really excited about at Hallow is that in this age of technology, um, there is actually just an enormous amount of stress and anxiety that that creates uh, for both young, uh, young women and, and men. But um, the, you just get like 75,000 notifications to your phone every second. You have to keep like 20 Snapchat streaks alive. You have to figure out how many people are liking your thing on Instagram, what so-and-so said in a comment thread on TikTok. Um, you know, group me texts, emails for school and grades and all the normal stuff that kids have to deal with on top of all this social anxiety that is only made. And, and you only, you're only seeing folks at their best, like their best possible, you know, your Instagram photo of whoever is just, uh, especially for a, my daughter, I just am uh, petrified of, um, you know, just growing up in that environment where you're only seeing folks uh, in, in best photos of themselves and the amount of questions and anxiety that that must produce, especially in a um, uh, in a young person's mind is um, uh, must be exhausting. And I think the exciting part for us is that our faith just offers this beautiful sense of peace. I feel like it gets most most folks focus on, hey, this is why you should be Catholic. These are the things you should believe. This is why we believe this thing about this, you know, debated subject or whatever, or um, uh, the theology, which is actually, you know, super important and really beautiful. And I think folks do a great, you know, Bishop Barron, Father Mike, I think do phenomenal jobs of uh, Dr. Hunt. I think a lot of folks do a really great job of explaining the truth of the faith. But I think what young folks, what we've seen, at least young folks get really pulled into uh, is this offer of peace and like this, hey, look, you can get away from all of this constant, like this constant connectedness. And there is a place of peace. And technology honestly is, there are so many dangers to it, like it, and, and so many downsides to it uh, that I, you know, it's not irrational at all to be worried about what your kids are doing on their phone or that they're addicted to their phone. It's, I mean, I think there's a lot of uh, data and studies that a lot of technology is really awful, but I do, it's a, it's a tool that we can use for good. And the, thing that I think, you know, someone explained early on when they were using Halo, like, hey, you're in a city and it's hustling and, and, and uh, stressful and everybody's honking and everybody's, you got to go to work and you got to find a place for lunch and all this stuff. And then you walk into a church and it's kind of like, oh man, this is a different space. And the thing that we get really excited about with Halo is like, how can you build that on your phone where you have a notification, a little red button pops up and you have a text from somebody and the thing you have to do for work or whatever, or school or whatever. And then you enter this place that's like, hey, I'm going to dedicate this, this part of this phone to, to God. Um, and the things uh, we also try to build as much as we can to reach out to folks in, you know, ways that maybe aren't just like, hey, you should pray, although that's a great one. Um, but hey, at night, you know, you're stressed, you're anxious, you can't fall asleep, maybe try some scripture, it actually helps a lot with me kind of letting go of my stresses and fears or hey, there's actually really beautiful music that you should check out old school Gregorian chant or contemporary music. Um, hey, if you ever wanted to dive deep into the, the Bible and really understand what the Bible is about, there's a bunch of that stuff. Um, or just, you know, learn how to meditate from a faith perspective. I think there's a lot of those things that uh, young people especially 
um, get attracted to. Actually, the, the best part about our thing is most of the time it's the opposite. So, so children are telling their parents about it. Uh, you know, young adults or young professionals are telling the parents, which is, which is one of the more exciting pieces. But um, yeah, I don't know if that's a, a, ton of, a ton of super helpful feedback, but that's at least how we think about it at, at HAL. Well, so I guess what I'm hearing is that, hey, moms, if you're worried, probably is a good thing that you are worried. Um, amongst all of the different, you know, apps and pressures, uh, why not have Hallow in there so that it can offer some peace? Um, I think Alex hit on something very, very powerful. It's just this whole idea, I think, that very often as mothers, we're always saying, did you say your morning prayers? Did you, you know, and so we can become a little bit of, uh, you know, a nag and nagging doesn't actually entice um, our young adults to practice their faith. So, um, yeah, so I guess that question, we, we, we're going to need more professionals. And if, if you can make any recommendations, maybe in the future, who we can have on, because moms are constantly reaching out to me saying, like, Dorothy, I don't know the digital space as well as my kids do. They might be making remarkable life mistakes, and I have no idea. Should I have filters? Should I have? I'm like, I don't know. You know, I should probably ask, be asking my son and my daughter, who's uh, 26 and recently married. So um, it is a topic that we'll pick up again. Uh, why do you think that um, Hallow is such a runaway success? Because there are literally hundreds and dozens of, you know, Catholic apps out there, but yours is just like a zoom. <laughs> uh, do you have any uh, ideas on why it's such a runaway success? You'd have to, to get the real answer. You'd have to ask the big man upstairs. But the, um, I mean, and to, just a couple super minor things on on the last one too. Like, I do think it's super healthy to have, you know, hey, we're going to put our phone, a friend of mine has, you know, teenagers and says, hey, we're going to keep our phones on the, which might be very difficult to implement, but we're going to only keep our phones in the charging stations in the kitchen or whatever. So you can go to them and text and whatever, scroll or whatever, but you're not going to be sitting on the couch or in your bedroom late at night. Or, and there's a bunch of stuff, um, you know, both for young women and for young men that is very dangerous about technology. So it's super important to have the right healthy relationship with it. I think for us just to, to build off of what I was uh, what I was saying before, I think the thing that gets us most excited, and actually we were talking to a bunch of folks, a bunch of young women actually, who were either in high school or college or, or just, out of, um, just out of college who were talking about, I think that they all had like 300, 400 day streaks on, on the app. So we were interviewing them saying, hey, why do you use this thing? Why is it, why is it useful? What, is, what has gotten you really excited? Actually, a pretty common answer was, you know, my phone, similar to what I was saying before, my phone is so often a place of stress or me comparing myself to other people. And this is like a way for me to reclaim my phone as something that can be given to God, like a way to sanctify my digital experience. Um, and I do think there's this, uh, there's these two things that are, I think, really exciting about what we're doing that transcend age groups, which is the one is, I do think there's this hunger uh, for a bunch of different reasons, but to find the peace of God and to grow deeper in your spirituality. Um, there's just so much going on in the world. Folks are stressed about, um, you know, exhausted from the pandemic. You've dealt with incredibly, we've dealt with incredible suffering and grief. Uh, there's, you know, hatred and fighting and the news is never getting more positive. It's just like there's an enormous amount of stress. And then when you think about your digital world on top of that, um, you just multiply that all by 10. 
So I do think there's this hunger for peace and spirituality, especially in young folks. My littlest sister is, you know, still in undergrad and she like the most common word used in, in, uh, in her friend groups is anxiety. It's just like this. Uh, there's just a lot of anxiety um, because largely I would argue uh, because of the, the digital and, and social world that they're, that they're plugged into so much. Um, and I think the other piece is religion often can get this. Uh, religion often can feel like this. I don't know, especially for young folks, something that they want to push away from or push back to or rebel from or like, hey, you're supposed to do your prayers or hey, you're supposed to do your reading or whatever. And it's like, ah, you know, I don't, you know, I'm a teenager. I'm going to push back against that thing. But I think it's not usually, and actually when you look at the data, it's not this spin towards like, I'm a hardcore atheist. Uh, and um, it, there's a lot of rebellion against just traditional institutions as, as young folks would do. But I think there is this, this tremendous interest actually in spirituality, which is this weird um, separation of those two things, which I would argue maybe shouldn't exist. But the, uh, at least the word and the idea in young folks' minds is this fascination with spirituality. So uh, you'll be like, yeah, I really want to discover my spirituality and connect to something bigger than me and learn how to meditate and learn how to find peace and learn how to live a contemplative and spiritual life. And it's like, okay, that's all. Awesome. Uh, there's actually a lot of really phenomenal ways to do that. Um, they happen to be Catholic and they happen to go back, you know, a thousand whatever plus years, but they are really powerful ways to find peace and grow really deeply in, in your relationship with God. So I do think that and, and it, um, being an example of that peace and that um, joy and that surrender uh, that you find through prayer, I think is, uh, you know, what, what, I, what I will hope to do as a parent to teens, but we'll, we'll see if it's able to, able to happen. Now, um, I know that, uh, you know, we've just got four more present, four more precious minutes. Um, and, and I wanted to thank you just ahead of time for taking the time because I know that with all the pressures that you're remarkably busy. Um, yesterday, I, I, I fired off an email to Kevin and I said, Kevin, I'm, you know, I've got a I've got this like amazing marketing idea for Alex and uh, I'm like 32 exclamation marks and so on and so forth. And he goes, can you kind of rewrite that in a more professional way? And I'm like, well, if I had more time, I would, <laughs> so I don't have time to rewrite it in a professional way, but here's the pitch. And here's the idea, uh, Alex, is that I, Dorothy Polarski, would personally give this app as a Christmas gift to at least three young adults that I know. Um, but I would need a piece from Hallow that says you got a gift and for it to be beautiful and it to be cool so that my son and my daughter and my goddaughter that they'd want to open it. Right? Because if I send it to them, it's like, oh yeah, there's mama again. <laughs> Here she is, you know, I'm like, what do you want? I was born in Poland. My birthday's the same day as John Paul II. Of course, I'm crazy, right? And of course, I, you know, I, I was, I, I gave my mom pushback to trust I did. And it wasn't until I met my husband who, you know, read his way in his, into the faith and is a convert and got three master's degrees that I began to, you know, pay second attention to my own Catholic faith. So anyway, so the pitch is, can you create something for parents that if they wanted to give that app, so they buy the app, they want to give it as a gift, 
um, to their young adults that, uh, that you guys could create that. So like you got, you'd, you'd have three right here, right here. And I don't know all the moms here because um, we've got a lot of moms that have kids that are kind of like in the fishing mode. And of course, if you offered our ministry a little discount or something or some, you know, maybe a small, tiny, tiny, tiny do donation every time someone buys through the, anyway, I'm just thinking out loud um, because, you know, we're, you know, our ministry is like a, a thumbnail stamp, but uh, a lot of growth, <laughs> a lot of stuff, but we're, we're, we're moving ahead to shake it. So if there's something like that, that you could create, I'm not asking you to answer that question right now. No, it's, but, a, um, no, it's a great idea. We have, um, so we have gift cards that you can buy on the website. If you go to hallow.com, there's gift cards that you can get for Christmas. A lot of folks start getting those for Christmas. I think there's a pretty heavy discount on them right now, but the, um, oh, good. Okay. Uh, so, so, and, and then we do do, um, you know, for, for big bulk, uh, uh, purchases, we do do, uh, custom discounts. So we can, you know, email trade about that stuff. The, uh, I, you know, but I, I think it's a great point and the, the gift cards do work really well for folks. Um, you know, you purchase one and you share it with folks to be able to get kind of access to the full suite of things. And for three months or a year or whatever. Um, well, that's fantastic. I didn't know that. To give. I, like, I yeah. just bought it hook, line and sinker. No, but I think it's and, and we, we should uh, we're, we're continuing to build that out, which I think is a is a great point to continue to have. Try to try to create as special of an experience around that as as possible. But yeah, I mean, honestly, the, the primary reason how Hallow grows is just folks sharing it and so or, or gifting it. And so, um, you know, is, is a super important one for us um, to, to make sure that that is done right. But yeah, the gift cards are the primary way that, that folks do that today. Okay, so that's what hallow.com, is that right? H-A-L-O-W.com? Yeah, and gift cards should be on the, the, okay. the very top of it, yep. And so um, today's Midday Mom session is a little shorter than it usually is, uh, but before I think um, Alex and ask him if he has any closing comments, uh, moms, if you have a very, very quick question, because I promised him we'd be off by two o'clock, um, pop it into the chat, but I can't answer all, we can't answer all of the questions. So if there's a quick one, I'm thinking the same thing. Hey, Amber, mother's group leader in Minnesota. Hey, hey. Um, yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea too for God kid, godchildren, right? Like not the, not the six month old, but the 22 year old godchild. Um, my daughter, my daughter likes it. We, we, we have my daughter listening to it every once in a while. The, uh, the Amber did just ask, what is your favorite part of the app? The, um, which I can answer Dorothy, if you, does that? Sure. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. shoot. Uh, it's funny because it changes every, the great part about this job is I just get to, you know, discover new things about the church and, and beautiful creators doing amazing, uh, creating amazing content. And so every month it kind of changes. Honestly, there's this, a the couple things. I use the rosary every day. It's the only way I can really get a rosary habit uh, um, um, uh, that is one that I stick to on the way home from work or right at the end of work. It's just a, Jonathan Rumi leads one. We have a handful of other guides. It's just a beautiful way to, um, to pray the rosary. The, uh, um, we have a bunch of kind of scripture reflection content, Father Mike's Bible in a year, but Jeff Cavan's uh, daily reflections uh, is, uh, uh, are super insightful. So I, the kind of daily commentary on each one of the, the daily gospel readings are super helpful. But frankly, the music right now, we have a big kind of Christmas music um, push, uh, a bunch of Gregorian chant I just love listening to. And then each kind of community 
uh, each season of the church, we have these big Advent or Lent or New Year's resolution community challenges. And so right now we're in the kind of Advent community challenge, which is um, which is always one of the one of the most popular ones. So, um, yeah, it kind of changes every time. But uh, but right now, probably the music is is some of my most favorite stuff. But um, but the rosary is probably the one I use the most. Yeah, now, this is just, again, a crazy Polarski thought. And I, you know, I just, I, one thing that I found kind of intriguing was that you could use different voices, like, you know, like so-and-so's voice or so-and-so's voice. And I, and I found that kind of like a little bit, oh, like someone else's voice to pray prayers that I usually pray. And I thought, I wonder if you could like record your own voice and hear it so it would be more, but that's just a crazy idea. Um, it's a fascinating idea. I could, I would hate listening to my own voice. So that would be like the definition of hell for me, but um and, or, and know, Jonathan just, and, and Francis yeah, do such know, a beautiful maybe, job, but, you know, but you're right. Maybe, maybe I'm a narcissist. <laughs> you know, I don't know. No, I just I don't, but it just voice. felt kind of like into my prayer life, these other voices. And so I've been like trying to change the voice to see if there's one that resonates with me. Um, anyway, uh, a big, big, big warm thank you, Alex. Um, we are so blessed to have you. Uh, we're going to do a follow-up email to our um you know email distribution list we've got my oh gosh 50 plus moms groups so we'll get the word out uh, among those moms um so are there any closing comments for us as moms no i i, I really appreciate you taking the time to to have me on it was great to get to uh connect with everybody the uh and just a huge shout out to um, you guys and all the incredible work that, that you guys are doing. I can't, um, you know, my, uh, my wife does the, uh, both the heavy lifting for our family and the church in terms of, uh, helping, uh, to build families of, of prayer and faith and also church communities and parishes. And there's just nothing, um, nothing more important than the work that you guys are doing. So just, a just a huge thanks for, for all the work you do for the faith and for the church and, um, you know, for all the, uh, for all the kind words, all the all the glory goes to the big man up, upstairs. But I uh, really appreciate the kind words for for us and the team. So it was a was a blessing to to be on, and we'll be praying for you guys. Okay, so just a, a big warm. I know some of you are saying, "Hey, Dorothy, we usually start at two. What the heck?" And I'm all, oh, you must have missed one of the emails changing the time. Um, I want to thank all of you for signing on. It is being recorded and it will be uploaded to YouTube. So if you signed in at a regular time, no worries. We'll get it uploaded as soon as possible. Um, thank you for joining us today. I always like to end with a quick song. I'm so glad we had this time together. Just to have a laugh or pray a prayer. Seems we just get started. And before you know it, comes a time we have to say so long. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. It will be at two next week. And Alex, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we could probably have you on a hundred times and you know, glean more information because the digital landscape for a lot of moms, ugh, it's a tough one, right? It's tough um, one for us too, so. Yeah, no, and anyway, uh, we love you. Um, I personally today will offer a rosary for your intentions and Thanksgiving. Thanks so much. Um, if any of you here are called to pray for Alex, a rosary, maybe pop it into the chat so he knows that we're praying for him. We're praying for his work and um, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you next week, everyone. Love you. Thank you for signing on. Bye, Alex. So All right. Bye. God bless everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.